All right, guys, we know you love the Chargers, but you also probably love saving money, too. And Mercury Insurance can help you with that because Chargers fans save an average of $769 with Mercury. That'll get you great seats for the game and jerseys for the whole family, too. So what are you waiting for? Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com to see how much you could save. It only takes a few minutes to switch, and it could save you a lot of money. Don't wait. Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com. Savings info based on 2019 California Department of Insurance Rate Comparison Profile 38A. Individual savings may vary. What's up, guys? Welcome to the final, final drive presented by Mercury Insurance. The season is a wrap. Joined by Haley Elwood and ESPN's Eric Williams. Chargers finish 5-11, fall into the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead on Sunday. And guys, I don't really know what to say. It just wasn't the Chargers year. No, it wasn't. You know, first losing season of the Anthony Lynn era, uh, first losing season in, in three years. Um, you know, I think it was a situation where they had a lot of things go right last year, and they just didn't get those similar type breaks. I think they were 2-9 and nine in one-score games this year, and I think that kind of tells you the story right there, their inability to win close games. Um, you know, taking care of the football obviously was, a, was an issue. Um but, I mean, I think as a, a person that covers the team on a regular basis, I'm kind of excited for the offseason because I want to see what happens. You know, you deal with this adversity in a year where everything goes about as bad as it can go. Um, and so how do you respond? And what are the moves that you're going to make to get back to where you were two years ago? I'm really interested to see um, what the the front office's evaluation of the roster is what the coaching staff's evaluation of the roster is, and then what are the moves that they're going to make to try to get this team back to where they think it should be? Haley, I go back to each season is a new kind of its own new deal. And the only thing that when, when guys lose their jobs, you never want to see that right. or players move and, and things like that. But it is fun to see the league kind of reset. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers certainly are going to have a lot of questions that need to be answered over the next couple of months for their 2020 reset. They absolutely do. And I think over these last two years, we've seen so much consistency mm-hmm. and coordinators back and pretty much the same coaching staff has been back from yep. last from 17 to 18 and 18 to 19. And and it's been so consistent. So yeah, a lot of questions to be answered. But this is really like to Eric's point, kind of the first time in a while where there will be likely a lot of change in probably a lot of different areas from this team heading into this offseason. Yeah, five and 11. And I, I think turnovers and turnover differential is one of the main things you can point to. Obviously, injuries. There's a number of factors throughout the course of a season that is going to lead you to a 5-11 and record. But th- that was the one thing that just stood out to me. You, were, you weren't able to get out to fast starts, mm-hmm. and the turnovers came at inopportune times. Yeah. Really, there's no opportune time for a turnover, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but it was just uncharacteristic of the 2018 version of this 12-4 and Chargers team we saw. Sure. And, and, and like you said, just the, the turnovers obviously were, were – a significant issue um, and just being consistent, um, you know, from the first quarter through the fourth quarter, uh, that didn't seem to happen. They did have some, some inopportune injuries. And, and for me, I don't think injuries are excuse because you still see uh, teams that are able to overcome injuries just point to the saints and their ability to go undefeated without Drew Brees, you know, at quarterback mm-hmm. that, that lets you know that it can still happen. But you know, when you have a guy like Mike Pouncey and Russell Kung, two Pro Bowl players in the offensive line, 
your offensive line is going to take take a dip in production, mm-hmm. and certainly we saw that, and that affected the offense. Um, I don't think they still moved the ball between the twenties, but it was really the red zone yeah. where you, you saw it. You know, they weren't really able to kind of, um, you know, assert their will in the run game and, and run like they they did previously last year. And then I think defensively, you know, not having Derwin James, you know, third down defense. I mean, they just really struggled to get off the field. Um, and that was one of the things that was kind of a glaring thing that they'll look at in the offseason and Gus will try to figure out how to, how do we how do we get better in that area. Um, so definitely a lot of places where they can improve. Um, but I also think, you know, um, there were some guys that were able to, to show what they could do because of those injuries. Scott Quisenberry, mm-hmm. you know, we, we didn't know if he would be able to step in there and play like he did. And so play very solid. Now you see that and you're like, okay, well, there's a guy that we know can, if we need him, can come in and play winning football uh, and be productive. And so you feel good about that. There were other guys that were able to step in and, and show that uh, they belonged on the defensive side of the ball. Drew Tranquil was one of those guys, a rookie, that that played well when given an opportunity. Uh, Jalen Watkins, I thought, uh, played played well and filled in nice for, for Adrian Phillips when he went down. Um, so there were guys that, that, that showed they could fill roles and that you need in order to have depth so that you can make it through an entire season and, and into the playoffs and, and – and, and, and hopefully compete for a Super Bowl. I think just to kind of tag off of that, I mean, another guy who certainly stepped up this year would be Austin Eckler. And mm. just what he did, and not just only in the absence of Melvin Gordon, but what he was able to do throughout the rest of the season. This yeah. was this really was his coming out party. This was his really, really his year. And I think it was so impressive. And you could tell that throughout that year, throughout the whole year, Rivers trusted him too, yeah. to That's make right. those plays and to get the job done and this team was really successful when he was, you know, being targeted a lot. We saw games where he had huge amounts of targets and the little short passes here and there. And he was just he was definitely a bright spot and a key cog and in the games that they had success, what he was able to do. Yeah, I thought Austin was the MVP of the offense. Yeah. And and I think, you know, there's this whole argument on Charger Twitter, is he a workhorse back? Is he not a workhorse back? He's just a playmaker. He's, He's a, a workhorse playmaker. player. He's a player. You need guys like him for your offense yeah. to be effective. Yeah. He's not a guy that's going to carry it 20, 25 times and, and who cares? You, you don't you don't want that from him. No. You're kind of limiting him and putting him in a box. He's just a guy that you want to get 15 to 20 touches, however you do it, whether he's uh, a guy that's lining up in the dot as your eye back or you're, 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 you're putting him out as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you just want to use him. Um, and I think he's a guy that certainly earned uh, a payday. You know, whenever that comes, I believe he's going to be a restricted free yes. agent after this year. Um, so, you know, I don't see him going anywhere. He finished the 2019 season Ninth in the NFL in yards per scrimmage. Seven of the eight guys in front of him were first or second round picks. Wow. Impressive. It just that's pretty impressive. An yeah. undrafted guy from Western Colorado. Yep. I mean, to to do what he did this year, and really, whether it's Melvin Gordon or another running back, he works great in tandem with mm-hmm. another guy. And and I think Melvin honestly is the perfect back to work in tandem with. Right? He is. But you know, Melvin's, we shall see. <laughs> Melvin's going to be a free agent. And I think, you know, I just talked to Melvin. Uh, he would love to be here. And I think the the um, the franchise loves Melvin. You know, they draft him the first round. They moved up to get him. Obviously, they, they value him. But, I mean, it's a business. And Melvin understands that this really is his one bite at the apple in terms of making uh, 
the type of kind of money that will uh, set up set up his family and beyond that. So he 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 needs to make the most out of this opportunity. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, once free agency hits. You know, I'm assuming he's going to get to free agency and just see what the market bears. Uh, the one thing he did say, though, you know, maybe the holdout didn't go exactly how he wanted, but he is healthy for the first time in three, it's four true. years at the end of the year. So when he hits the market, he's not going to be hobbled yeah. or be dealing with any kind of injury. He'll yeah. be healthy back out there in the free agent market. And, and, and you know, hopefully for Melvin, that, that helps boost his value. Nine total touchdowns this year for Melvin in a, in a shortened season yeah. for him. So he, he played well, and I think – the, the receivers, you talk about Keenan Allen yeah. setting a, a career high in catches. Uh, Mike Williams going over 1,000 yards in, in Week 17. That tandem is among the best in football, which is even further puzzling how you win five games when you have weapons like that. And the tight end's pretty good, too. Yeah, he's pretty good, he's pretty good too. <laughs> Who happens to be a, 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 will be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you just look at the weapons, you're like, wow, like how did they not? Just, just do more in terms of scoring points. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Hunter um, because obviously I, I think he has value um, and I think the organization would, would love to have him back. Uh, but I'm looking forward to see how Keenan and Mike Williams evolve as a tandem because I really think they have the um, the ability to be a top five receiving duo in the league and maybe they're already there. Uh, but you know, once they do something like that, you kind of like, well, let's see you do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you, you think of Jerry Rice and Taylor back when San Francisco and Marvin Harrison and, and, and Wayne with the Colts. I think they could be that tandem for the Chargers moving forward, um, you know, if they can stay healthy. I think if there's one wish I had this year was that Mike Williams saw the end zone more. I mean, he had 11 total touchdowns and 18. What did he end up with this year? Four? Yeah, maybe four. Four or five. I, I don't touchdowns? Know I think he only had two or three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... You know, that, that's a bummer in that sense. I mean, the guy had 1,000 yards on the season, but to me, it's like third down, chuck it up to Mike, and you know who's going to come down with it because yeah. he's got the amazing skills. But I would love, as good as he is and as good as Keenan is, to really, like you said, Eric, work together and become that solid one-two punch. I think that's really that's one of the things I'll be keeping my eye on as we head into 2020. You know, there was an embarrassment of riches on offense, but I do think if there was one thing missing, it was that, that wide receiver three, that guy who could stretch the field, the speedster, the Travis Benjamin type that you were hoping Travis could deliver and be think, that guy this year. I think Austin kind of gave you that production. Mm-hmm. He gave you that production. In terms of the catches. But yeah, you probably want to see that next year. Who's going to evolve into so that? So take the top off guy. a little bit. You know, you know Is it, it going to be Patton? Um, they, they, they tried a number of guys there. Maybe it's a guy that they end up drafting. They bring in that they like. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree that there needs to be another person that kind of fills that role. Doesn't it show you just how fleeting the NFL is though, Eric? I mean, you've been covering this team for seven years, been covering the NFL for a long time for a team to go 12 and four and five and 11, having a lot of the same pieces in place shows you the parody in the league and just how one or two plays can dictate how the rest of your season goes that's what makes it fun yeah what makes it the the number one you know sports uh, league in in america uh because you don't know what's going to happen i mean the last uh week of the season all the patriots need to do is beat the dolphins (laughs) at home (laughs) to to secure a, a, a week off and they lose I mean, that to me is, that's the league. That's you, the league. You really don't know. I mean, you, you think that, you know, but then. 
something like that happens, you're like, wow, okay. So, you know, year to year, teams rise and teams fall. Um, and I think that's what makes it fun and intriguing to watch and to cover, you know, the Bills this year. Nobody expected the Bills to be the Bills. Yeah. Um, so there's always one team or two teams like that that jump up every year, and the Chargers are hopeful that 2020 – They can get back to that. They'll be the, the team that jumps up. Let's go to the locker room real quick. Drew Tranquil and Derek Watt had a chance to talk to them after the game, and then we'll wrap things up with Haley and Eric. All right, here in the locker room with Derek Watt. Derek, obviously this isn't the way you guys wanted to finish. What can you guys take going into 2020 from this season? Yeah, um, just definitely not all around the season we wanted to have, but there's a lot of positives within it. You know, a lot of guys played well. Um, we just couldn't put it together as a full team uh, enough, and we couldn't finish games and, and um, get the ball in the end zone enough, obviously. And, um, you know, there's there's always positives to take. There's definitely a lot we can learn from, and that's that's encouraging. So, you know, we got to look at the tape and, and um, you know, we're going to have a sl- you know, we're going to have a different team. Not everybody here is, that's here right now is going to be here next year. So, uh, you know, it'll be a learning experience for us for sure you know 5 and 11 is not where we thought we would have been you know early in the year for sure um, but a lot of close games that, that could have gone either way and, and we just weren't on the right end of those is it a reminder just how quick things can change in the NFL this team was 12 and 4 a lot of the same guys back and you guys were here a year ago one of the biggest wins in this franchise's history here in Kansas City yeah for sure i mean yeah, it's the NFL everybody uh, you know teams teams draft guys in the offseason guys get guys improve um, and and so some teams and, and guys regress. So you know, definitely, uh, like you said, it's you never know in the NFL. I mean, any 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 team can win it on any day. Uh, you got to come to play every single game. Finally, I know motivation every year when, when a season ends, but when it ends, as disappointing as this one. I imagine you want to get back at it as soon as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, got a lot of bodies recover. You know, there's definitely guys beat up. Um, you got to take some time away. You know, it's it's a long uh, long season. It's a grind. Um, so you know, I'm gonna going to take some time off and, and for me see whether or not I'm going to be going to the Pro Bowl or not and if not I'll be hanging out and, and uh, relaxing a little bit and getting away from things and, and um, seeing what, what my future looks like. I hope to see you in Orlando man. All right, thank you, appreciate it. Alright, here with Drew Tranquil after the Chargers regular season finale. Drew, I know this is not how any of you guys wanted this to end. What can you take from a season like this? Well, I think there's a lot of learning opportunities um, a lot of close games, a lot of games decided by two-minute drives. So we'll certainly be able to tighten those things up and learn from them. I mean, we had so many of them, so many opportunities. Um, and we'll watch the film. We'll get better, and we'll, and we'll continue to grow for him, from it. But um, a lot of two-minute drives, a lot of opportunities on third down to get the ball back to our offense on defense. Um, Got to be better in special teams uh, in regards to coverage there, especially – uh, heading into the second half there. Um, so there's uh, there's opportunities in all three phases. You're going to be one of the foundational pieces to this defense for a long time. What did you learn about yourself personally your first year in the NFL? Um, I don't know if I learned so much about myself as much as I learned from some of the guys in my room. Uh, having a veteran like Thomas Davis who's played 15 years, a guy like Denzel, um, JB, all those guys that have played a really long time. I learned more from them than maybe I – I learned from myself. I think in your rookie year, um, it's less introspective and it's more like trying to be a sponge and learn and soak things up. And so uh, I credit those guys just for, for walking with me and, and, and helping me throughout the rookie year. 
Finally, I know you weren't here a year ago, but this team went 12-4. and four. They didn't lose on the road. They had a big win here in Kansas City. Uh, a lot of the same guys in this locker room as last year. How do you guys become that 12-4 and four team that you were in 2018? Well, I mean, we're up 14-10 in the third quarter, and bang, you have a special team touchdown, and then you have an 84-yard touchdown run in which we had them dead to rights. And so um, it's just tightening up those small things. That's what winning football teams do. They make those plays. They make the routine plays look simple. Um, we got to do that in order to become better. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, the draft class, I think Jerry Tillery, Nazir Adderley, there's still some potential there we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Uh, Drew Tranquil, though, was the one guy who really delivered not only on defense but special teams as well. Yeah, I think he certainly earned um, a consistent role in this defense by the the way he played, the way he, his his game kind of evolved. Um, the one thing I was impressed with with Drew was was not only um, you know his ability to pick up the scheme quickly, uh, but then to play fast. You know, to 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 have that uh, ability to understand what he's doing, show up in terms of production. And so I'm interested to see kind of you know what he can do another year in the system. And, and and see what kind of role he has on a consistent basis. You know, is it going to be with Thomas Davis and those two guys playing together? Um, is it going to be more sub-packages? Um, just interested to see, you know, the, the more he can do. And then I think the guy that we didn't get to see, who I got a chance to talk to in the last room, is, is Nazir Adderley, who had a very frustration, frustrating season, dealt with a hamstring injury, something that he suffered in his pro day and just never got better. You know, he tried to work through it. And it ended up being a lot worse injury than maybe they they suspected early on, and and so kind of a red shirt year for Nazir, but a guy that when you look at him, you know he's talented. Mm-hmm. You know we we saw it in flashes that last preseason game yeah. I think against San Francisco should have three picks. Yeah, he made a bunch yeah. of plays like oh okay I, I, get, I get it. it. So it's there. Um, the one thing that he talked about is obviously he wants to get healthy, but he wants to be versatile like. Adrian Phillips and Jalen Watkins. He wants to be able to play a number of different positions. And he said, you know, by being able to kind of watch and see those guys play, he, he's kind of, you know, understands the scheme, but now he has to go out there and get the physical reps so he can, he can get better that way. And Haley, I think there's no doubt when you only see Derwin James for five mm-hmm. games, you think about what could have been. Yeah. 16 games with number 33. All three of us know what he meant to that locker room last year as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he is the ultimate difference maker for this defense. He is, and I think, and he knows that too. He posted that message on Instagram too. I, you know, things happen, and it is what it is, and we're sitting here today just kind of going, yeah, that that's all we got out of Derwin, but we know he knows what he's capable of we doing. We know that he knows yes. <laughs> that <laughs> the they know. Things, that they know that when he's on the field, really, really good things happen. And also off the field, too. Again, you mentioned as a rookie the leadership quality yeah. that he brought. And I think that's only grown. I was talking to him and he was telling me, you know, even when he was here not playing, he was still with these guys. Mm-hmm. He was in meeting rooms. He was learning. He was doing all of that. And that is so great to not have a player just check out when they're injured, especially a young guy. And I think the sky's the limit for him. And I and I think that's going to be really exciting to see where he can go. And luckily, he is ending this season healthy. He said he feels great. So, you know, big things for 20, in 2020 for him. I think that's one of the things I'm looking for yeah. with Derwin. Having covered the Legion of Boom and been around mm-hmm. guys like Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, and, and seeing them grow from young players to older players, I'm really interested to see how Derwin – evolves as a leader of yeah. that defense. Yeah. I think he needs to kind of be 
the camp chancellor or Earl Thomas as a leader of that group because his energy is so infectious. So infectious. The way he plays. So I really want to see him kind of take ownership next year once he's healthy and to see how the defense kind of takes another step with him kind of at the front of it. I did a ride along with that guy and I was ready to run through a brick wall for him. <laughs> Not in the car at Not home. in the car. Yeah, easy. <laughs> we don't need you trying to run through brick walls. <laughs> but just that, again, that quality. My ability that he for everybody involved. For everybody involved. Yeah. Pump, pump Stay- the brakes on running through brick walls. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I'll tell you this too in all seriousness. This upcoming season, there needs to be a priority on winning in the division. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. you go 4-2 and two last year. You go 0-6 this year. You look at the Chiefs. They're not going anywhere with Patrick Mahomes. The Raiders are going to be better. They got cap space and some picks. Uh, Denver's got the Drew The Broncos Lock. seem like they have a quarterback and Bradley Chubb coming back yeah. alongside Von Miller. Mm-hmm. You have to keep up in the AFC West, and um, a priority needs to be placed on winning those division games because that's the easiest path to getting to the playoffs is taking care of those three teams in your division. You saw how hard, sorry, Eric. No, no, I, mean, I was going to say you saw how crazy it was in 2018 when you have the same record, and then one of you leads the division, the other is a wild card. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it does start there, and it'll be interesting. Again, a lot of question marks heading into this offseason, but we'll we'll see. Uh, question marks at quarterback. You yeah. Know, to kind yeah. of address kind of the elephant in the room, <laughs> uh, you know, 17. I mean, yeah. you know, is he going to be back or not? Obviously, he's going to be a free agent. Wants to to continue, continue. to play. He's, as has stated that, um, wants to fin- finish his career here. So, um, you know, they have some 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 questions to answer in terms of whether or not they're going to be bring Phillip back. And then it, I think around the division, I mean, we know Mahomes isn't going anywhere for the next decade. So that's what you have to deal with the Chiefs. Drew Locke, is he the guy or not? He certainly looked pretty good the limited amount that we saw him this year. And then what are the Raiders going to do? Yeah. Are they going to continue to ride with Derek Carr? Or is Gruden going to decide, you know, I, I want my own guy and draft somebody or bring somebody in as a free agent? So I think just kind of what happens at the quarterback position at the other teams in the AFC West, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, and we know what's going on with the Chiefs. And that's really kind of you where know, you need to be. Yeah. And Mahomes is setting the standard for the division. That's yeah. right. Next few months are going to be fascinating. We're going to have you covered here. I know Eric's going to have you covered on ESPN. The Chargers select number six overall in the 2020 draft. So you're going to get a really good player there. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's a starting quality player. Maybe it's a quarterback. We don't know what's, what it's going to be. But number six, you didn't think in September the Chargers would be selecting in the top six. But yet here we are. And that's what makes it um, so important. That you get it right because mm-hmm. you're you're you hopefully you're so rarely up here where you're drafting at six that you can kind of get the kind of player that you get at that spot and they've done pretty good the last couple of times they're up there yeah. obviously Bosa uh, in sixteen and then um, and Mike Williams uh, uh, I believe the year after yeah, that seven um, two quality players that you know hopefully for the franchise are going to be around for years to come. So if you're able to, to get another solid player like that, another you know fringe Pro Bowl caliber player, regardless of the position, I think you're happy with the Chargers. Well, and that even extends past the first round, even into the second round, right. like the Bosa year to get Bosa and then to get Hunter Henry yep. in the second yep. round. So you know you're still going to get a quality guy when you pick in the second yeah. round and beyond The top that. of the so second the round. The top of the yep. second round. You're going to yeah. be at the top of the board every round yeah. when you go through. That's a good point.
Yeah, we're going to dive into all the position groups and best available, senior bowl, combine. Plenty of, plenty of time. we got plenty, plenty, of, time. plenty of time for that. Maybe I should slow down here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we appreciate you listening all season long. Eric, thank you so much for your time Thanks, while you're here, man. Thanks for having Very me. Very gracious with you. What Best in the business. This is the final drive presented by Mercury Insurance.